What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-host Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show with George, Carter, and Jacqueline. What's going on, y'all? How y'all feeling? Yo, yo, I told you we bring uh, Cardi and Carter back, so um, Cardi right. and Carter in the building. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still going by Jacqueline. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Look, I'm going to try to bring you guys a ton of energy because I don't have a lot of heat for this episode. So you're going right? to come with energy? because you <laughs> got to compensate. Yeah, uh, for sure. But no, but that's a good disclaimer. So like at the end of the day, guys, like. We know that those people, everyone who tunes into this episode, that we are at least one of your go-to resources when it comes to all things personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship, right? And we are humbled by that. But at the same token, we're going to kind of invite you into this exploration of this new concept because it's new for all of us. Anybody that's putting their, raising their hand to say that they're the GOAT in all things NFT, crypto, metaverse, like they're lying to you, right? They're trying to sell you something, right? But we um, know enough to be dangerous and we just want to use this episode as an exploratory way to invite you into what is this concept of the metaverse, right? We saw Facebook most recently change, like we know it's a big deal. Facebook changed their name. Like you know how much brand equity is in a name? That's a name that you've had for years. Yes. Right, decade. like it's been a decade, right? Yeah, no, it's since 2004, 2000, that's when yeah, I, well, yeah, longer than that, but lo- a long time, right? Yeah. There's so much brand equity in that, so for them to lean in, you know, that this is a big thing, right? So that was that wasn't a lean, that was a they jumped in with yeah. both feet to yeah. change their name and their um ticker symbol. That's how you know it's real, though, yeah, 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 yeah but it also been in the works since 2018. It's still, it's so, that's, it's still real. They changed their name. You know what happened? Oh yeah, it's major. Name? It's major. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, so, about, it's about the timing of it, right? So it's like yeah. we just, we're just seeing like because crypto had a really big a surge, resurgence, not resurgence, but like people started to really gravitate towards it, like in 2017. And crypto NFTs and metaverse are kind of all like in blockchain, right? Are all really just a part of the same ecosystem, in my opinion, right? But let's just kind of at a high level uh, yeah. explore. Right. What is the metaverse? So um, the way that Mark likes my homie, <laughs> my homie Mark, the, yeah. way that, the way that Mark likes to think about it is instead of looking at the Internet, we're experiencing it. Right. And for a lot of people, it's hard for them to wrap their head around like, oh, my gosh, what is this? Like, is it going to be like a video game? Like, but here's the thing. The reality is virtual reality. If you look at the actual definition and if you'll excuse me, I'm actually just going to like literally read the definition of virtual reality. VR or virtual reality is a computer generated environment with scenes and objects that appear real. Right. So when you think about that in its fundamental definition, VR happens every day already on Instagram. When you put on a filter, when you do the little Photoshop, when you take the picture just to get cute for the photo shoot for Instagram, but you looking like a bum at the crib, like that's creating images. <laughs> I sorry. feel personally attacked. <laughs> that was a little harsh, but 
You know what I'm saying? Like when you do those things, you're trying to create this character of yourself, right? Online, right? So what does that mean? That means that you are valuing your digital life, right? Equally, if not more then you're valuing the presence of your real life. So on a fundamental level, virtual reality, when you think about it in that context, has already happened. And so when you go back to, and I actually made this prediction in April of 2020, I actually posted it on my Instagram. I think it'll be two weeks by the time you guys hear this. Two weeks ago, you can go back and look at it. In April of 2020, I saw it. It was clear as day to me. The Zoom parties, everybody, the, the over amplification of Instagram Live, I said, okay, well, what's happening here? We can no longer see each other in person. We still value the concept of human presence. So what is the next best thing, right? It's these elements of technology that allow us to feel like we're connected. So what the people of the VR world and the augmented reality world are saying, well, shoot, can we enhance that experience, right? So instead of it just being a Zoom call, right, can we put people in an experience to where like if Carter's in LA or Jacqueline's in Atlanta, we can put on the same goggles or headset. And now there's a, a, a not a, what you call it, a, a hologram, right, of me experiencing that with them. And the crazy thing about VR, I'm, I've been told that it's about 96 to 98% of reality in terms of how your brain interprets it, right? Because if you think about an experience, it's all about how you, you, feel, you feel, right? Right. So if your brain is saying, man, this is like 98% the real thing, then this VR world, right, this a metaverse is going to be a major significant evolution in technology. So I'll pause there for a second and see if you guys have any that's like initial thoughts on that. Yeah, sucks for all of y'all with the love language of physical touch because <laughs> that <ain't laughs> that's, that that's the one thing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is what's happening, right? Like back in it was 2000, 2001 and the internet was like really taking off and we were like watching the world change due to this thing called the internet. Right now, we're watching the world change due to this thing called virtual reality. And when COVID happened, it just um, it just made things go exponentially faster than they would have went anyway. We're already heading there in, in time. But right. when the world shut down, it's like, oh, now we need to deploy what we have ready. Right. Microsoft right. went heavy into investing in, in goggles. Apple went heavy. Um, obviously, Facebook is going heavy because this is the reality of where our world is going. So whether you're ready or not. We need to educate you on how to, one, be ready for it, and two, like how to financially take advantage of what's to come, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's that, get into that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jackson. I was going to say, that's my thing. Like, I don't know how much I really want to participate. Look, I grew up on a thousand acre ranch. Okay, I raised horses. I spent tons of time outside. I was like Carter's color because I spent so much time outside in the sun. All right. Where to go? So, what happened to it? Um, so I'm not really into the like digital thing. It's just because how I spent my childhood. Right. So I'm not excited to go put on some goggles and like have a party. But I do want to take advantage of the investments that I can make. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. Do you want to talk about investments first? Um, well, let's, 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 let's talk about what it means for people first. Right. And then we can lean into investments. I think people might want to at least know yeah. what it actually means. And the first time I actually wrapped my head around the concept was on, it was on, a, um, earn your leisure episode with 19 keys, right? Shout, shout out yeah. to 19 keys. He, if he's one person in the space that's, that knows about it, I think it's him. And he was just, just going in and painting a picture of how like enhanced 
virtual reality is going to be for the user, right? You can literally put goggles on and instead of like buying tickets and going to the actual, actual Super Bowl, you can have these goggles on and be like on the grass watching the Super Bowl. And as a sports fan, like, yo, what? Like, so for me, whether I like it or not, whether we like it or not, people are going to want to live their life more in this VR world than they might want to live it in actual reality. Yeah, I saw this tweet the other, yesterday, as a matter of fact. It said, the real world is going to be reserved for the rich and VR is going to be reserved for the everyday person, right? Because if you're rich, you can still, you can afford you to do buy. everything you're actually in real life, right? You can afford to like buy the, the seats on the 50 yard line, right? Yeah. Um, but if not, pop on these goggles and you can get the next best thing. Um, so, so to Jacqueline's point, I definitely mm-hmm. want to get into the investing piece, but like, let's just touch on like some of this, like the use cases or just like things that like, people can start to wrap their head around of how this is all going to work. So for example, right. I I was never a really big video game person, but I was told like games like Grand Theft Auto or things like that. Like you could like, you could buy like different stuff in the game, right? Like as you accumulated points or whatever, like you could buy like different like things that you could leverage in the game. So in the VR world, here's how you want to think about it. If you literally used to go out and buy an outfit, that's like, okay, I'm doing this for a photo shoot. I might not really wear it again. Um, and I'm posting it on the gram, which again, what you're saying is you want to highlight this image or character of yourself. So now with VR, what you'll be able to do is buy that stuff digitally, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of you having stuff sitting in your closet that you ain't really wearing just because you wanted to look fly for the photo shoot, now you're able to take that same logic, that same concept, but buy the Gucci digital shoes, right? Buy the Melanin Millionaires clothes. We got we got to create some uh, some digital drip, right? Right. So, buy some melanin money like in the virtual world so that way it's like whoever your virtual version is of yourself you're fresh in the metaverse world right so what does that mean for people like you and i entrepreneurs right what things can i create right for the digital marketplace for the metaverse right for web 3.0 to where instead of me having to sell it like on an e-commerce store today where people is getting shipped to people physically they can buy it in this digital world and get it instantly, right? And it's probably going to be purchased on the blockchain or Ethereum. And so like, it just connects this whole ecosystem. So start to think about it that way. Like when you really just boil it down, how am I trying to show up in the world, right? How do I already try to show up in the world when I'm on social media and now being able to enhance that and make those purchases in the digital space, right? (laughs) And, and for, so I used to be a gamer. Here's how I want to wrap it wrap it around for everybody to understand, right? Like, like Fortnite the game mm-hmm. was free, right? So I, I used to play Call of Duty or whatever, but Fortnite the game was free. It is a multi-billion dollar game because of the things you have to purchase in the game, mm-hmm. right? The guns, the outfits, the, the coins, the whatever. So we're getting to a place where like, if people are willing to spend millions and billions of dollars to have their character look a certain way. So when they're playing a the game, they can be recognized, right? George, mm-hmm. you say this all the time, people do more for recognition than they will for money, right? Yeah. So in this virtual world, people are gonna wanna buy the Gucci belt, the Gucci shoes, the, the, NFT, the, the NFT, because people are gonna know, man, I know how much he paid for that. And man, I know how much that cost them. So now- The status symbol. The status symbol, right? So now the question is, what can we do? What can we create? So that in the digital space, we can be on the other end of, of, you know, being a consumer, right? We can actually be the person that's selling a, hey, here's my NFT for this or or NFT for that or whatever the case may be. We want to get on the right side of how things are going to work in the future. Exactly. And the way I would like to think about this 
is I call it the Apple effect. And I actually feel like we could probably do a whole podcast on this, but like there are whole multi-million dollar companies that are literally based on a premise of creating accessories or complementary products for Apple products, right? Whether it be cases, extra long chargers, adapters, whatever, right? So the way I would think about it is start to pay attention to the major players, right, that emerge, right? Let's just say, for example, and if it already exists, forgive me. Again, we told you we're not claiming to be the all experts on this all-knowing. But like, I remember there used to be like a game like The Sims back in the day, right? So imagine in the metaverse, there's this place where, place where you can buy your a house, right? A digital house. So maybe if there's a platform that comes out in the metaverse that's known for where you can go buy your digital real estate, you want to figure out, can I be the supplier of the art? Can I be the supplier of the furniture? Mm. Can I be this? You see what I'm saying? So it's like, how can you create those complementary things to where, where, where the big players are already going to be in? And how can I be something, be in, be complementary to that? Right. So for people I always ask, do you invest in Home Depot or do you invest in Lowe's? Invest in the lumber companies, right? That supply both of them. Facts. You follow what I'm saying? So that's what you want to start doing, immersing yourself in the research of who are the front runners in the space. And what complementary digital assets could I create to be able to complement that? How do I create a digital asset, right? Like we're definitely going to have uh, people back on the show to dive really, really deep on this, but we would be remiss as one of your go-to sources to not at least start to socialize like how you guys should be thinking about this to really take advantage of this next iteration of technology. For a second, I want you to imagine a club, a club that is exclusively designed to help you transform your relationship with money, a club that creates the pathway and the guiding light for someone who is an aspiring melanin millionaire, the one who wants to be the wealth starter in their family. Now, instead of imagining, I want you to learn a little bit more about the Melanin Millionaires Club, because that is exactly what we've created right? We've created an ecosystem where you can finally get the clarity that you're looking for when it comes to your finances to give you the confidence that you now know exactly where you're headed so you can make better financial decisions and ultimately give you that feeling of control that you've been seeking instead of your finances feeling like they control you. Let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Number one, you're going to get access to money challenges, you know, and different challenges to help you level up with your money in fun and creative ways. You're gonna get access to a community of like-minded people who are all on the same journey of marching towards financial freedom in their own right. You're gonna have an opportunity to win money milestones so that we can award you on your journey to becoming that melanin millionaire. You're gonna get access to guides and resources that you need to be able to dive deeper on your money journey. My most favorite and important probably aspect of this platform is you getting access to my pocket advisor, which is our flagship feature where literally it's like having myself and other advisors right in your pocket. Because let's be honest, right? You can take a course or even try to Google the information that you're looking for. But sometimes knowing that you can have a mentor that you can just call on and ask a specific question is worth its weight in gold. So you get that as a part of the premium membership. You get access to classes to learn about a variety of different money topics. There's channels with a bunch of different money content like Netflix, but for financial education. 
right? And you have investment opportunities, right? From time to time when they present themselves, I'm going to share different investment opportunities exclusively with my network. Not to mention, if you sign up today, you're going to get access to seven other bonuses just for being a part of the network. So if that sounds like something that would be valuable to you, I strongly encourage you to click the link, link in the show notes and learn more about the Melanin Millionaires Club and how you can be the first generation millionaire in your family. Yeah. Can I share an NFT hiccup? Okay, so you brought up 19 Keys. So he shared this earlier. I don't know if you guys caught it, but he launched his first NFT, right? And it didn't go as planned because when he launched his NFT, you have two options, right? That was his fault though, right? It was his fault, but thank you for making this mistake so that people like me who are like really behind on digital everything can catch up. So when you sell your NFT, you can either sell it for whatever your ask price is, right? So you can set a price, call it $10,000, or you can have people bid on your NFT. So you have to set that parameter when you go to sell it, right? So in 19 Keys case, he set, he wanted to set it for a bid. He wanted people to come in and bid to like bid the price of his first NFT up. Well, he accidentally set it to an ask price. So the first person who came in was able to just buy it when he meant to have a bid on it. So NFT sale hiccup. If you guys are going to get into this space or you're already in this space, make sure you don't do that. Yeah. And I can give you all some insight because I actually have a client that sold like 11 or 12 NFTs at this point. And um, first of all, like the value of staying in your lane, because this this woman, I ain't gonna give her name out, but she's been creating digital art for a minute because she loves doing it. And the NFT mm-hmm. came out and then it's like things hit the fan and, and now her life is her life is crazy. But the point is the way NFTs work, guys, for those of you all that don't understand, it's a digital like moving asset. It could be a picture. In her case, it's like a it's a gift type of photo. Right. And people are bidding on it because they want to own the rights to that. So if they're one of one, so they bid on it, they actually own that moving picture and and a lot of what a lot of people are doing is they're buying tvs for their wall to have the nft playing in the background right so that's how they can show it and if people ask hey is this an original you pull up the the crypto the purchase this is the one of one i own this right so they can go resell that down the line because they're the only owner of it mm-hmm. so that's how nfts work in the the actual physical space but in the di- digital space you can have that nft playing on your shirt as you walk around, right? So people are gonna, like the flexing that's gonna happen in digital space is gonna be outrageous. Right. The things that people are gonna do, the flexes show that they have NFT or whatever, whatever, like it's yeah. gonna be insanity. If y'all thought like actual flexing was crazy. So this, I think is a great time, whether you like crypto or not, you have to pay attention. Here, here Let's talk about some of the potential pitfalls of this whole new wave, right? Because again, we're going to capitalize like with any technology, with anything in life, there's pitfalls. So with the car, the car was invented 75 years before the seatbelt came along, right? Because, you know, that really seatbelt is a form of technology, right? When you think about it, Ah, right? But it's like the car, but with the the internet, right? We were obviously, we're seeing this massive spike in mental health concerns and anxiety and all this stuff in comparison and all that kind of stuff, right? We're seeing that, we've seen that happen for an extended period of time on social. And what we've also seen people do is they've tried to live up to these artificial standards, right? Of beauty or whatever the case may be because of the comparison that they're, that they're having. So what I'm, what I am 
concerned about and I know is going to happen and be even more amplified than is happening right now is that in this metaverse, you're going to be able to basically create the, the version of yourself that you want. Right. So if you want to look a little slimmer, you want to give yourself a six pack, you want to like I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming you're going to create you're going to be able to just like create that. Right. However you want to see yourself, you're going to create that. And so the challenge is, as you're in the digital world, because most people are on Instagram and interact with people on Instagram and social media more than they interact with people in real life. So my concern is that it's one thing to put a filter on yourself 24 seven for every photo. It's one thing to take your perfect angle or whatever, or even go the extra mile and do Photoshop. It's another thing to literally create a new version of yourself that that's how you now are perceived in the digital world. And then you, you might not ever want to go outside again. Right. That's my concern is like, if man, the person that I that I could not become in the real world, I could just manufacture in the metaverse. That's going to decrease your desire to show up in real life. And you're going to have a bunch of people just like with headsets on all day. And it's not far fetched because what do people do now? I mean, walking on screen time is, is over 10 hours a day. I think the average person's screen time is like eight or nine hours. If you're up 16 hours, that means 50 percent of your time, your face is in your phone. Right. So we're already seeing that like the 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 health and the mental ramifications are going to be insane. And like you say, until they find a seatbelt for the metaverse. Right. Because they haven't found it for the Internet yet. Yeah. I mean, regular Web 2.0. Right. right. So it's going to be a problem. It's like, well, yeah, it's already a problem. So for me, let me speak up for the ladies. Okay, these are the type of friends you need. I found this. I never use filters. Right. Never until like maybe five months ago, I found this filter and I was like, oh my gosh, this looks bomb. I need to use this filter. So I started using this filter. My friends were like, we're not FaceTiming you. We're not, we're really not going to talk to you. We're not interacting with your social media until you stop using that filter because it's messing with your mind. It's making you think that you're not attractive, Mm -hmm. right? And they're like, you're already attractive. So stop using that filter. And my friends literally stopped FaceTiming me for (laughs) a few days. And I was like, okay, these are the friends that I need. And I stopped using the filter, but I was like, wow, that's major because I was like, you're right. It was making me feel like I was like, oh, okay. I never, I've never been like a surgery person, but I all of a sudden was like, hmm, maybe I could do a little of this, a little of that, tweak this. Okay. So it starts messing with your mind. Your mind starts getting distorted. Right. And we've had, if you guys have seen social dilemma on Netflix, Mm-hmm. where it's like people who are actually really high up in these social media companies have come forward and said, yeah, this is actually detrimental to the way that we view ourselves, the way that we interact with other people. So it's going to be interesting to just kind of watch this unfold. And maybe there is no way for them to set a seatbelt on the metaverse or the the universe or the social, the whole entire social media internet realm. Um, and, you know, that's part of why Mark is in court every week, right? That's why he's getting grilled every week. And so I think that that's fine for us to understand, like maybe there won't be anything seatbelted for the entire Internet, but that's where the personal responsibility comes into play. Mm -hmm. And we've got to start accepting personal responsibility for, you know, our screen time and for our habits. That's one of the things I like about having my iPhone and it just keeps track of my screen time and what apps I'm using. Um, I used to be anti that, but now I lean into it heavily because I'm like, no, that tells me where I'm spending my time. Am I being productive? Am I in my productivity apps or am I just BS scrolling? Right. And I I think here's one question. If everybody asks themselves this question, I think it'll help a lot of people out. You need need to ask yourself the question. Are you using 
the internet or is the internet using you? Or are you using the metaverse or is the metaverse using you? So anytime on my Instagram, I check myself to ask myself, am, am I using Instagram right, to make money, to make sales, to promote myself, to build my brand, or is it using me, meaning mine is scrolling? So I think that when people enter this metaverse or you know have to interact with this virtual reality world, like check yourself at the door. Are you about to are you about to use it or is it about to use you? Mm-hmm. I like if, that. If you use it, you're fine. You're gonna make money, you're gonna build your brand, you're gonna feel have great experiences, you're gonna feel better, right? You're gonna mm-hmm. touch the people that, that connect with you and you're gonna make an impact. But if you're not using it, it, it will use you and it ultimately could destroy you. So I think just checking yourself at the door is gonna be a great help for people. I think I like that better than the line I use. The line I use is like every day I ask myself, today were you a producer or were you a consumer? Okay. You can use both. I need to have a scarcity mindset, right? Yeah. Did I get used today? Did I get played? Did the internet play me today? Right, 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 right. right, right. Yeah, or did I, was I in control? Did I play? And so guys, like, again, we didn't, we didn't want to use this episode as like this super technical, like here's everything you need to know about the metaverse, right? It's to introduce you to the idea that this reality is coming. Right. And how you can start to number one, to Jacqueline Carter's point, mentally prepare yourself because here's the here's the truth. Right. At the end of the day, we we, we want a life that's in alignment. Right. Like we want to be able to look look good and have fun on social media. We want to be able to have fun in this potential new digital world. But at the end of the day, what Instagram live and the Zoom parties and all that taught us is that if nothing else, we do crave human presence. We do crave our actual life. These things are just, we're just ways to facilitate something that we could no longer do, right? So just never lose sight of the fact that like these things are, technology is designed to enhance or simplify your experience, right? A fork is a form of technology so you don't have to eat with your hands, right? Like that's a form of technology. So look at technology, look at the metaverse the same way. How can I leverage this technology to enhance my wealth? right? To enhance my experience, but not to replace, right? The essence of human life, right? So I want you guys to do some homework. I want you guys to educate us, right? Like what, find out one major thing that is a part of the metaverse that you are going to learn so that you can be ahead of the curve, right? Because this is one of those opportunities. If you feel like you were late to crypto, late to Bitcoin, late to whatever, you're still really early on all that stuff, by the way. But if you felt like you were late, this is an opportunity to be an early adopter, right? And so let's talk about a few companies that have, uh, let's call it metaverse exposure, right? Companies that like, if you were to invest into that, even if you don't know much about the metaverse just yet, what are some companies that exist that you could start to research and potentially invest in? Well, number one, meta, right? <laughs> when they when they change their actual uh their their uh, ticker. When does it officially go live? Do y'all know? Uh, I, I don't know the official live date. Um, but I, I know it's gonna it's be soon. Probably, soon. probably like in the next month. Mm-hmm. So not, yeah, maybe so. by the time we yeah drop this recording. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think Snapchat is gonna have uh, an emer- a reemergence because Snapchat was primed for this for this metaverse experience, mm-hmm. right? So I think you're definitely gonna see an uptick uptick in Snapchat because they're positioned. Uh, I think Disney um, is gonna be another one. It's gonna be really primed for this. Uh, Microsoft I mean, went heavy sure. into virtual reality. Like they, they doubled down their investment on VR. Um, mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I think they own Xbox Live. Like, you know, yeah. imagine if they can get all gamers into their own virtual reality realm. 
Because mm-hmm. gamers, are, these are the people that want to be in there 24-7. I was a gamer, bro. I was on Call of Duty eight hours a day. It was scary. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if you can build a universe for the gamers to be inside the games they love the most, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap. Facts. Facts. That's still blowing my mind. Like, yeah. I grew up very tomboy because I had two brothers. And so we used to play Halo, like the original yeah. one on Xbox. And I used to mm-hmm. kill them. If y'all listening, I killed y'all. <laughs> but, um, like, the... I had never played like Call of Duty and all of that because I was grown, but it's it's come so far. Like yeah. for you to be sitting here talking about, oh yeah, then you make all of these purchases and you got all these headsets. Like, no, when I played, it was me, you, two controllers, nah, and TV. It, it's, it's different. I had friends who I played the games for two years that I never met. Like we were like because like you're in, you're in the game together. You're buying like you know it's it's crazy. So my thing is that if I think Microsoft would be a huge play because they're you know they already have the infrastructure to just take all their people on their platform and enter them into their own yeah. virtual reality. Uh, yeah, Microsoft is heavy in it. Yeah. Um, now, we, now we we talked about some of the scary stuff and like the things to be mindful of, but there are some pros, right? As long as you don't let it use you, right? With, with anything, right? Like, Yeah, exactly. So imagine, right, again, Carter lives on, on the West Coast and Jacqueline lives in Atlanta. We we adopt, we go in early on VR for our podcast and it feels like we're podcasting together or you guys can join the podcast lot, right? So like, there's some experience where I think it's going to be super cool um, to Carter's point. Like it can enhance, like if I can't get to that game um, and it can enhance my user experience, but as long as you don't like live, like if you wake like if you like are in the bed all day and you're just like, I wake up with the goggles already on. Like I don't even want to see real life. You know what's funny? It kind of makes me think of like TV. Is it going to be like the same TV trajectory? And I may be making the complete fool of myself here. But so you guys remember when, well, we don't remember when TVs first came out, but we know when TVs first came out, like only rich people had TVs Mm -hmm. because only rich people could afford TVs. So is VR going to be the same way? Is it going to be like only rich? Because it's kind of like how laptops or iPads were at first, right? Anything that comes out new. Only rich people, only people who have money, who have access to get that can get it. So is it going to be the same with like the goggles? Like at first, only rich people can get the goggles, but then eventually it's going to it's going to flip flop. So like in terms of the Super Bowl, it's like, you know, if you're poor, then you're at home with the virtual glasses. But if you're rich, then you can afford to go to the mm, Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a good I point. Mean, I think they're going to come out with versions for everybody. They want people in there like they want to barrier the entry to get in because here's the thing. Getting you in there is a start. They're going to make money while you're in there, right? Getting you in there is going to be just the start of them Mm -hmm. making actual sales. So I think the barriers are going to be low. But I think, again, once you get in there, you're going to see the people like you can't get into. They're going to be like, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be class classes. Yeah, right? it's gonna be classes. Class. It's like it's, well, it's, it's gonna be crazy. You're gonna see your friends. It's gonna have like a little hover on their head. Like how Jacqueline and hey, Have you ever seen Black Mirror? Like the episode where like your status was like yes. to go in like yes. this. The reality yes. could be mind blowing. Mind blowing. Yeah. But yeah. And, 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 yeah. on a financial note, this from this for me made me enhance my crypto allocation significantly. Right. So I had a stock crypto allocation before Facebook changed to Meta. I still have an allocation, but once that happened, it just made everything real for me. So I just significantly enhanced my crypto investment because it's not, it's no longer a question if it's, if, it, if it's here to stay or not. Like yeah. it probably wasn't a question a little while ago, but for me, this was like the stamp on the mailbox, like, you know, stamp, stamp it, you know what I'm saying? So for anybody that thought crypto was just something that's going to go away, that, no. Yeah. It's interesting. So I happened this, um, what do they call Twitter groups? The listening Reddit, Twitter. Twitter. No, no, no um, Twitter. Um, and you can listen. 
don't know. I don't know. Twitter, Twitter clubhouse. I don't know. But basically you can hop on Twitter and people like are talking like clubhouse. So mm-hmm. there's this one that I hop into um, in some mornings called coffee and crypto seven 30, like every Monday through Friday on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I was listening. And so this woman hops on and she was like, <laughs> she was like, financial advisors don't know anything. They're just stupid. They just don't understand anything about crypto. They don't recommend crypto. They don't talk about it. Mm. And I was like, I'm just going to let you have this one, sis, because, you know, we we still are in a place where it's a difficult asset to talk about, because if you guys go back and listen to some of our other episodes, because it is so volatile. Right. And so George has talked a lot about risk tolerance and your risk tolerance is your appetite for risk. How much can you stomach when mm-hmm. Bitcoin went from sixty one thousand dollars to twenty three like yeah. a coin? Mm-hmm. Like how well did you stomach that? Right. So if I'm your financial advisor and I recommend that you would buy Bitcoin at fifty nine thousand and it dropped all the way down, are you going to be coming for me? Yeah, that's a good point because it's the difference between what you invest in and what you could tell other people to invest in because you you know you can stomach stuff, but they can't. So right. I even have trouble telling my family members about it because like yeah. I know because the average person can't watch a stock drop 10% right. without losing their mind. You want right. you want to see something drop 30% in three hours? Right. Like, like, you know? Take Tesla, yeah. for example. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so for example, Tesla, you know, from a fundamental standpoint, it's overvalued. We all know yeah. that, right? Yeah. But I'm bullish on the direction of Tesla and what they're going to do beyond what, you know, what everybody else thinks they're going to do. So I, I maintain the position that I had, you know, even through some of the, the downturn earlier this year. And, and it, I was rewarded handsomely for it. But some of those dips that I experienced, right, like <laughs> the average person can't woke see. up in the morning like what? <laughs> right. Like I saw the notification, not from my portfolio, but from the I was, oh, Tesla. OK, I'm not even opening my portfolio. <laughs> That, you, know, you know what that percentage that, means to how much you have invested. You know, I can't, I can't see that today. That, I can't. I'm not, I don't need a type. What what's they say? I don't need a type of negativity in my life. <laughs> not today, Satan. Not today. Not today. Well, so when crypto got real for me was I started buying it um, back around the hype in like 2016, 2017, right? Mm-hmm. So I started buying it around that time, and around that time, it took a big dip. Oof. So. I was like, damn. And I just forgot about it. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, if it, I just had an account, forgot about it. Open up the account. Um, is it earlier this year or late last year? And I was like, Ooh, yeah, I, I didn't know I had this <laughs> like stuff that I bought years ago. Okay. I don't recommend that y'all do that. Um, because you can lose your assets doing that. Yeah. But that's when crypto got real for me was honestly yeah. in like the last year, because I realized I had so much that, I didn't even have intentions on really having, if that makes sense. Like I forgot that I had it. Yeah. So I I opened up the account and I was like, whoa, okay. This is not, that's a nice surprise. Not again. Not again. Yeah. I was like, this is real. Cool. Now, cool, man. Like I'm, I'm excited to see the evolution of this. Like we're going to, you know, make sure that we really equip ourselves and, and become the money test dummy for to test dummies for you guys when it comes to all things, metaverse, cryptocurrency, blockchain, um, just so that we can really um, provide some real meaningful insight. But we wanted to use this again as an introductory episode, really just to expand your mind on what's possible. Um, and as Carter and Jacqueline said, like start to wrap your head around how you're going to make sure that you use it right? Either to enhance your lifestyle, either to enhance your wealth or whatever, and not be used by it because it's coming, 
it's coming. And um, we, we hope that we can make the most of it and not be pimped out by this new iteration of technology. Facts. Facts. Well, I mean, that's uh I think that's good for today's episode, right? I think we, we definitely need to do something like again down the line, you know, when it when it's more clear, but like getting the people up, updated about it. We're gonna have a crypto, a heavy crypto push in December, just getting y'all uh increasing your understanding about it, but y'all gotta be in the Melanin Millionaire Club. So join the club, melaninmoney.com forward slash join. Um, anything else y'all wanna add? Nah, outside of that, guys, uh just uh tune, stay tuned in, make sure you subscribe, make sure you leave a review. Um, and, you know, make sure that if you have a question or free advice that you want, make sure that you submit that to us at podcast at melaninmoney.com. And uh, Jacqueline, anything you want to add before we go? Yeah, no, just leave the, the review, subscribe, let us know what you want to hear. We're so excited to drop this information for you guys and really expand your minds. Like my mind was expanded today. So we're definitely going to get some people who are like experts in this space to come talk to you guys. And we can't wait to uh, continue this conversation. Absolutely, guys. Until next time. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring melanin millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.